Do you want to lose weight but struggle to stay committed to a meal plan because you constantly feel hungry? Does food provide you with comfort when you are bored, angry, lonely, or sad? If so, you are in the right place. My name is Kristen Jones, and I'm a life coach specializing in emotional eating and weight loss, and I'm also a lifelong emotional eater. I want to provide you with information, motivation, and support so you too can learn to manage your issues with food and develop a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. Welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. My name is Kristen Jones and so happy that you were able to join me today in the Breakthrough Community on Facebook. Uh, Today's topic is going to be what I like to call the nerdy side of weight loss. So we're actually going to talk about what actually happens. How do we lose weight? Like what really happens? So I, I, I know I really didn't ever understand it and it was kind of illuminating and just kind of eye-opening, um, kind of a mind-blowing thing when I realized what was actually happening. And when I understood, it made it intellectually and physiologically a lot easier for me to um, get through my days. So I figured it would be much, much better for everybody to understand. And I'm going to kind of explain some things that'll go along with that. So again, what we're going to learn on today's episode is how your body actually uses fat cells and how you actually really lose weight. Um, you're gonna, we're going to talk about um, how you can make that process happen in your own life, in your own body. That emotional eating can be much easier to manage when you have that information. When you have that information available to you and you understand what's going on, it can really help to calm down the um, the movement towards emotional eating. And what I like to call the Jedi mind trick that um, will help you understand what's happening with your body. And it will really um, allow you to be able to manage your, um, your emotional eating, but also will allow you to be able to um, stick with your program and stick with what you actually have planned for your day and how you want your day to go. So that's really exciting. So I want to talk about that for sure. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm coming to you live from the Breakthrough, um, uh, Breakthrough Emotional Eating uh, community. And we are on Facebook. If you are not a member and you're listening to this on the podcast, would love to have you join the group. Go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash food breakthrough and please sign up and become a member of the group. As I always say, an incredibly supportive and amazing community um, of individuals who are really working to uh, better themselves and look at their issues with emotional eating um, as well as weight loss and really supporting each other and encouraging and motivating. So um, just an amazing group. I'd love to have you be a part of it. Uh, If you're watching in the group, Thank you all for uh, for being here and uh, and being active in the group. Feels like this week has been just a super active time in the group, and we've had a lot of of uh, different activities and different things going on. So uh, it's been really nice to um, just to have a lot of that that camaraderie and kind of bonding together in the group. So uh, thank you so much for that. So I do want to announce. I am so excited. I'm so excited for all of you. I'm excited for me because I happen to love this person so much. Um, I am going to have a guest on my podcast next week. 
and his name is Dr. Ron Eakers. He is actually a member of our group as well. And um, Dr. Ron, as I like to call him, many of our, um, our members uh, in the group are actually from his group. He has a Facebook group called WOW, a Women's Online Wellness, and he is an OBGYN. He is out of Augusta, Georgia, and he has a weight loss clinic. And he and I kind of confer and do and do some some work together. And he is just amazing. He focuses and specializes in menopause and and women and women's bodies in menopause and how that impacts weight. So I posted yesterday in the group that um, he was coming. And so he'll be my guest next Friday on the podcast. So please, if you have a question, you can be very specific. If you have a question that you want him to answer, I'm going to be giving him the questions ahead of time. So he'll be live, um, but I'm going to give him the questions ahead of time, and then he'll be able to answer those questions. And then if anything comes up, um, we'll be able to uh, to address that um, during the during the live broadcast as well. So uh, I'm really excited about that, and I think you all will get a ton out of that. And those people who know him, um, who are in the group, know he is just an amazing, he's so funny. He's just an amazing human being. Um, I just love him to death. He's so generous and um, he's really excited to come. So I can't wait for that. So you would definitely want to be here next Friday, uh, 10 a.m. East, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time and be a part of that, uh, be a part of that podcast as well. Um, so shout outs today. I got one shout out today and I have to tell you this, this, um, Y'all know losing weight can take a lot of patience and it can take a lot of perseverance and just a dedication to yourself that sometimes can be really wavering. And I have to just give a huge, huge shout out to, to Lynette. Um, Lynette right now is, she this morning, she just uh, messaged me this morning and she started with me on June 3rd. And it is now July 24th. And so she has lost 10 pounds. And the thing that is really important to understand about Lynette's journey thus far is I would say for the first half of it, she's been, uh, we've been working together for about seven weeks now. And um, for the first, I would say four, she was holding maybe, maybe it lost three pounds, maybe Lynette, you'll be able to, you'll be able to, to comment on that, maybe three, four pounds and um, was just stayed calm, stayed patient, kept doing what she needed to do. She played around with her exercise. She played around with her water, did some things with her, with her food that she was eating. And here it is week seven. And now she's lost 10 pounds and she's been incredibly patient. And it's something I'm actually going to talk about a little later in the, the podcast about why sometimes in the beginning, we won't lose that much weight. We won't, it won't happen. And then all of a sudden it's what they call the whoosh effect. And all of a sudden it will just happen. And that's kind of what's going on with her. So Lynette, I just have to tell you, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of your patience. One thing you all have to know about Lynette, Lynette is a reading specialist. And for anybody, and of course, being a former teacher myself, you know, I've got her, I've got her back on the, anything that she does. Um, but she is probably the most serene and calm person. And it really, Lynette, you must just be amazing with the kids. And I've told her that before, that she has such a calm sense about her. And I was, I see it during her weight loss journey that she is just not panicked. She's been very calm. And then, and eventually 
the weights come off. So Lynette, super proud of you. Thank you so much. Uh, and I just, I love working with you. All right, let's get to being nerdy. So um, sometimes I like to say it's like, it's like the B Bill Nye the Science Guy hour. And so um, this is going to be, again, the nerdy side of, uh, of weight loss. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is what actually happens? How do you lose weight? How do we actually lose weight? So what happens is when we eat food and we then are living our lives, and that could be just, honestly, it could be sitting on the couch, but it usually is getting up and walking around. We need energy from our bodies. So there's three sources of energy, three, three sources of energy that we get from our bodies. The first one is from food that we have most recently eaten. If we have processed food, we have that energy very readily available. That's the first way. The second way, when that's gone, when the second way, when that's gone, we will then be able to tap into our, I have to turn something off here. We have to tap into our muscle glycogen. We have some stored um, glycogen in our muscles. We use that for energy as well. Once that's gone, once the food's gone, once the glycogen's gone, then we're able to finally tap into our fat cells. And we tap into our fat cells and we use the fat cells that we are all carrying, the millions of fat cells that we all have on our bodies, we are then able to tap into that. When we are accessing those fat cells and we're burning those fat cells, that's when, truly, that's when weight loss occurs. So it's really important to be able to get to those fat cells. And so what happens is if you are constantly eating food, you're constantly using that very, I call it the surface, the surface level of energy. You're using that level of energy all the time. And you're never getting to, you're never getting to that third level of the actual fat cells. And so that can be really problematic because you are always just using the food that you're eating and you're never, ever getting to those, those stored fat cells. So that's the first thing. The second thing is how do we, now that we know that, how do we access those fat cells in our bodies? Well, the, the easiest and um, the most common sense way would be to allow your body to go without food for a certain amount of time in between your meals. So that can be anywhere from it can be anywhere from four hours up to six hours, depending on how long you, you can get between your, how long you can go between your meals. Um, when you are able to allow yourself to go a certain amount of time and your body has used all of the cell, all the, the energy that it already has from the food that you've eaten and then all the stored, and then it gets to the fat cells. When it is burning its own fat cells as a source of energy, that is what we call being fat adaptive. And that means that you are using and burning your own fat cells, the, store, the stores that you already have on your body. And so again, you get to that point by a couple of ways, but first off, by allowing your body to go without food for a certain period of time. And you're not eating all the time. Every time we eat, you know, we know this because I've talked about this before, but I'm going to say it again. Every time you eat something, even if you eat a stalk of broccoli, every time you eat your blood sugar, goes up. Okay. Blood sugar goes up. That's just nature. Just what happens. Your body responds by pumping insulin into your bloodstream to lower your blood sugar down. That's fabulous. Insulin is supposed to do its job. And it's supposed to do that. What your body does though, when it senses a high level of insulin in its blood cells, in its blood, it senses that as a little bit of a 
this could be a panic situation. So a little bit of a, it kind of gives a warning signal. And so what it does is, is when you have high levels of insulin in your blood, because your blood sugar has gone up, if you have high levels of insulin in your blood, your body will absolutely turn off all fat burning. Even if you're eating super clean, and even if you're not eating, your blood sugar gets turned off because of the high levels of insulin. You have to let the insulin lower down because it lowers down and dissipates naturally, and then your body's able to tap into those fat cells. The ideal is to keep your blood sugar low throughout the day. Obviously, in between your meals, in when you, and whenever we eat, our blood sugar is going to go is going to be elevated, and that's okay. It's supposed to do that, but. We want to have those gaps of time between our meals to allow our blood sugar to become nice and low and to stay at a low level so we don't have to pump any insulin in. So we're always in a place where we are able to burn those fat cells because it's open season, open season on fat cells because we haven't added insulin into our system. So not eating, that's one of the reasons, one of the mainstays of my program is that we don't eat in between meals, that you have your three meals and you don't eat in between them because you allow your body to come become fat adaptive and get into that fat adaptive stage where it then starts to use its own fat cells as a means of, of energy. So that's how you're able to do that in your own, in your own body. Now, the next thing is how does that impact emotional eating? Well, let me tell you, uh, the way that impacts emotional eating is when we are not constantly boosting our blood sugar, bringing it back down. We eat, we boost it again, we bring it back down, we boost again, we bring it back down. That up and down of blood sugar is what causes cravings and what intensifies cravings. And so if you're a person who says, oh God, I'm always craving, I'm always craving chocolate or I'm always craving this, I always have these food cravings. The reason you're having those food cravings is because if you are, if you are trying to satisfy those cravings and you're constantly eating throughout the day, your blood sugar is just going up and down and up and down and up and down. And it's that up and down that makes your blood makes you in turn have those cravings because it's your blood sugar goes up it crashes back down we have to eat again because it crashes back down we go back up it crashes back down we have to eat again so it causes it it, it exacerbates the cravings that many people already have so when you understand that and you understand how the blood sugar how that that blood sugar roller coaster works you're then able to say okay well let me just let me just not um, let me just not do the, um, let me just not respond, not respond, but let me just not eat food constantly and not have those sugar cravings going up and down and my blood sugar going all over the place. So we need to kind of make that connection of, oh, wait a minute, I'm not going to crave food as much physi physiologically and if I keep my blood sugar nice and even. So again, that having that a bit of knowledge will allow you to be able to not have your blood sugar up and down because that also will impact your ability to be able to make good food choices and be able to make good food decisions and to succumb to emotional eating. When our blood sugar is going up and down and we're having those cravings, it can be really, really challenging to not give into those emotion, that emotional eating. And our last thing we want to talk about is what I like to call that Jedi mind trick of, of how do we get through, how do we get our bodies to that state of, of 
fat adaption, where we're actually able to tap into those fat cells and lose weight. And what's the Jedi mind trick that we need to know? Well, first, we need to know how this works. We need to understand that being hungry and getting to that place of feeling hunger is actually meaning that your body does not have any food that it's accessing. It has already gone through the muscle glycogen and now it's using those fat cells. So the mind trick you need to do to yourself is remind yourself, if you feel hungry and your stomach is growling, you should not be afraid of that feeling. In fact, you should embrace that feeling and feel like, okay, this is a good thing because I'm actually, I'm actually burning the fat cells that I want to be burning because my end goal is in fact, excuse me, is in fact, um, weight loss. So we need to make sure that we have that we have that we have that knowledge and that's going to allow us to be able to rationally use our long-term thinking brain which is that prefrontal cortex and and use that and say okay the long-term goal is weight loss so being hungry is not a bad thing because remember our primal brain which is the instantaneous instantaneous gratification that brain is wanting is going to want us to eat something but our higher level thinking brain is going to say oh no this is long-term planning we know we want to lose weight. So it's okay to feel hungry. So that's the mind trick that we have to do is we have to remind ourselves being hungry is not a bad thing. Now, obviously going super long periods of time or, or getting weak is something totally different. And I will always say, you remind yourself when you start to, if you start to get lightheaded or you start to feel weak, you need to drink some water because most likely you are dehydrated. So our bodies can go a long time without food. Can't go very long without water. So make sure you're always drinking water as well. So again, we want to make sure that we are giving ourselves, giving our bodies time to tap into those fat cells. And when we tap into those fat cells, it means we've given ourselves enough space, enough time, anywhere three, four, five hours between eating to allow our bodies to tap into the fat cells and then be able to use those fat cells to move us forward towards our weight loss goals. Because that is truly the only way that we lose weight is by burning the fat cells that we already have on our bodies. All right, I hope that little science lesson was, um, was helpful. And again, I think the most important thing that I want you to take away from this is that knowledge of, oh, I shouldn't be afraid of feeling hungry. It's okay to feel hungry, that that actually means that I'm, that I'm, 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 oh, I'm getting kind of, I'm, I'm getting that result that I want, but also that being hungry means that your blood sugar is being nice and low and even, and you're not succumbing to that up and down, up and down, and they increase in those cravings for different foods. So we wanna make sure that we remember that, that that can help with the emotional eating is, is allowing ourselves to go in between meals without eating really can help with those with the food cravings, those instantaneous food cravings that, that really, you probably don't need, but your blood sugar keeps going up and down and that causes you to, to want to feel hungry. So there, it has, there, there you have our science, our science experiment, our science lesson for the week. And uh, I hope that uh, this was helpful, hope this information was really helpful for you. So if you would, as you are watching this, if you're watching this live or if you're watching this um, in a replay, I would love for you in the Facebook group, if you can just give me a thumbs up that you understand what a fat adaption is and why we want to go. So again, let me just hold my hand up, thumbs up, give me a thumbs up and let me know that you understand why 
We shouldn't be afraid of hunger. While we should let ourselves go for a span of time between meals and allow ourselves to get into that state of burning our own fat cells as well. So again, just a thumbs up if that makes sense and if that's something that uh, that you uh, you can kind of wrap your head around. Okay, I so appreciate everyone being here. Again, if you are listening to this on the podcast and you are not a member of our Facebook community, uh, Breakthrough Emotional Eating, please go on to Facebook. You can do a search for Breakthrough Emotional Eating or you can just punch in www.facebook.com slash groups slash food breakthrough. And absolutely would love to have you in the group. So again, thank you so much for joining me this week. And again, next week, super excited, super excited to have uh, Dr. Ron Eaker joining us and answering all of your menopause questions. So again, if you're a member of the group, please, uh, any questions that you have about menopause, please put them in the um in the comments or in the comments, you can put them in this, um, the comments in this thread, or I posted yesterday, uh, uh, I did a post for questions for him for next week. So please go ahead and put those in as well. All right, we will see you next week and look forward to um, a great week ahead. And thank you so much for joining me and have a great weekend. Take care.